This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. All right, let's take a real big, deep breath. After all, there are 153 candles we have to blow out, right? But like the late Jack Benny, you're 39 at heart, Canada. This would be a welcome day off for many, most years. But as we know, 2020 is unlike most. Make that any year that any of us can recall or hope to ever see again in our lifetime and our children's and our grandchildren's lifetimes. But here we are. This pandemic, of course, given us time to reflect and be grateful for much, like our freedom, which we've taken for granted because many of us have always had it. That was until the middle of March when we were forced to hibernate like, well, a bear. So let's spend this hour celebrating our country Give us a call, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-744-740. But also, let's learn a thing or two as well. Historica Canada, the biggest independent organization devoted to enhancing awareness of, as the name implies, our history. The CEO, Anthony Wilson-Smith. Now, if the name rings a bell, before his eight years as head of Historica Canada, Anthony was involved in policy and public affairs, communications. However, where you likely first came across his work was as a journalist for many years with McLean's magazine. Anthony Wilson-Smith is on the line. Anthony, happy Canada Day. And the same to you, Bob, and thanks for that little walk back through time there. Yeah, I I thought you might enjoy that. Uh, I didn't break it down to the point of uh, getting into the years. Neither one of us wants to. Yeah, exactly. Let's move along. Let's just keep moving along here. Now, while Canada's history and culture have been shaped for centuries by Indigenous and other racialized Canadians, most of us have a lot to learn about most of them. And that's the key finding of a survey that you at Historica Canada commissioned. Now, before looking at some of the questions and findings, Anthony, why this survey this year, or merely coincidence? Well, Bob, we try every candidate to sort of give people a chance to test their own knowledge about the country, sometimes in fun ways, sometimes more serious. We started out this year with the idea of finding out what Canadians knew about some um, you know, some very specific developments, for example, less, you know, less achievements in sports, more in areas like science, medicine, and health. So we were off in that. And then as we were developing it, we then, you know, we then found ourselves in the middle of this remarkable social movement going on, specifically, you know, dealing with, with a history of black and, and, and discrimination toward black community and, and uh, indigenous community. So we thought we would, you know, we thought we would expand on that and find out what people knew about achievements from within those communities on their own behalfs or for all Canadians. And, and let me say, first of all, you know, we went into this just saying we know that a lot of people won't know a lot of these answers because this is information that hasn't been taught before. So it was not, you know, it was not, in effect, an IQ test on Canadian knowledge or anything. Now, how were the questions chosen and by whom? 
Well, we have uh, a lot of uh, actually professional historians on staff. We have about 30 people in our head office and a whole bunch of MAs or PhDs or otherwise. So they sat down and went through those. We also run the Canadian Encyclopedia, which has about 20,000 articles on things exclusively Canadian, including a number of, uh, of you know, remarkable people and histories from Black and Indigenous communities. So we had, you know, we had no shortage of material to draw on. And then we just like, we, we go in a format of true-false just to sort of engage people rather than saying, did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know this? You know, we, we find that people like to take a test and see how they fare, even when it's going to be a tough one. Now, what surprised you the most, Anthony? Or maybe put it another way, which contributions of prominent Canadians did those who took part know the least about? Well, you know, again, it wasn't so much a surprise what people didn't know. I think it's more a case of saying to people, here, we're going to, you know, we're going to give you a chance to find out about some of these people to make you more aware and make you maybe get interested in them. So, for example... You know, one in 25 Canadians know who Mary Tuax early was. Well, in fact, she's, you know, she's the, the Indigenous woman who achieved constitutional change by getting Indigenous women the right to vote, who'd been marginalized in the Indian Act. I hear, I hear my dog announcing this That's fine. agreement with that, that she should be acknowledged in this. So that was 4%. Yeah, realistically, if you ask about constitutional achievers of any form across the country, you're going to get a low rate of response. And I'm afraid, in, you know, in an Indigenous community, you know, when it's an Indigenous achievement, it has not been as well taught. So that's one. Okay. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740 if you have a question for our guest, Anthony Wilson-Smith from Historica Canada. Maybe you'll have an opportunity now or a little bit later in the show to let us know just how you're celebrating this Canada Day and if you're doing so any differently. Anthony, now, as you pointed out there on a couple of occasions, this wasn't a case of... uh, hoping people score highly. It was more than anything to be informative. And for even if somebody doing a survey or or, or took part in the survey or similar surveys learns a thing or two, it's worth doing, right? So despite the these numbers, the low numbers that you did find, there are signs, though, you say, that Canadians are eager to learn more about those who've been on the margins or sidelines of, of history in our society. Oh, no question, Bob. And I'll, I'll tell you a couple of specific measures for it. So one is, as you'll know, we do the Heritage Minutes, which I guess is the um, probably almost certainly the best known thing that we do. And in recent years, we focused on telling some of those stories. So a couple of years, for example, before Viola Desmond, the black rights activist, popped up on a $10 bill, we had actually done her story in a minute in a Heritage Minute. That remains one of the most popular that we've done. Well over 2 million views within the first month of release alone and a lot of favorable, you know, a lot of favorable remarks. We also track, we run the Canadian Encyclopedia, which has about uh, 14 million users a year. And, um, you know, and uh, we can, you know, every week we look at what the most popular stories are. So in recent weeks, we've seen a real focus on residential schools on Indigenous history, on the history of Black Canadians, on a lot of related topics. Sometimes we know in exam period we see certain topics go up because students are just focusing on that and using it as a resource. That, that's not the case with this. We're able to see where the readership's coming from, and it's basically people saying, wow, I think I need to learn a whole lot more about this. You know, I think I'm going to go and find out, and here's the beginning. Now, you mentioned Heritage Minutes. How long has that been around, that aspect of Historica Canada? 
The minutes first began in 91, 1991, um, and were brought forward and paid for at the time by Charles Bronfman, who's uh, st- you know the philanthropist who's still actually a very active member of our Historica Canada board. So they ran right through about the mid 2000s. There were about uh, 75 or 80 or so, and then frankly ran out of money for a while. And then in 2012. We brought them back, and we've done about uh, close to a dozen since then. And actually, we'll soon pass our, uh, within the next couple of years, we'll release our hundredth. So it's quite a body of work behind. Now, you, like so many, reaching out to Canadians on social media, check your Twitter account. For example, a post from earlier this morning reads, This year's Canada Day is different. Help document on Instagram. Now, email is also an option for those who don't use Instagram. Photos or videos can be sent to covidarchive at historicacanada.ca. There are also some Canada Day quizzes on Twitter, like what was the holiday called before Canada Day, and when did it become a public holiday? Have you ever had what's been the res- what's been the response on quizzes with those types of questions? We have about uh, we have about one hundred and fifty thousand followers overall on um, on social media with all of our different you know platforms combined, and then of course a lot of people will take these things who aren't actually directly following as an account. So you see people being very curious and just wanting to, you know, to do a combination. It's always easier to teach if you're enjoying or to learn if you're enjoying yourself, right? I mean, that's, you know, so again, the aspect of competition for people saying, well, let me see how I can fare is what really, you know, is is far more likely than just saying, sit down and listen to this lecture for the next half hour. So very high participation rates, uh, a lot of fun. And we also get a lot of nice feedback from people after we for people who follow us on Instagram, we had a trivia night recently, and you know, and it was a very informal one. If you chose to have a glass of wine or a beer while you're sitting at home and taking part, well, that was all part of it too, you know. There's another Twitter post asking just how well do you know Canada's symbols, uh, and there are three levels: easy, medium, and hard. And just before fight back, I decided to. Uh, to try the three quizzes. And let's just say as it progressed from easy to hard, the number of correct answers uh, decreased. And I'll just leave it at that. But uh, at least no zeros, no zeros. But uh, and I'll just leave it at that. And I'll keep those numbers to myself. But what 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 about uh, other things that you might have in in the works, uh, especially in the year of COVID? Well, the, so our, our program, which is formally called uh, Canada During COVID-19, A Living Archive, and the, the idea behind that is to invite Canadians, you know, not at formal institutions, but in their everyday lives to take pictures or write short essays saying, here's what I'm doing, here's how I live during this period. Because, you know, we often say about, about, it's a bit like what people say about vacations, you know, there's three, three stages of a vacation, the one you plan the one you have and the one that you remember after. And the one you remember after can often be quite different from the one you actually have, you know, just because in the aftermath you build up thoughts and things. So we're trying to freeze a moment in time here so that anywhere, you know, hopefully we are out of this fairly soon and that maybe 10 years from now, 50 or 100 years from now, people will be able to look back at the hundreds of entries that we've received to date and say, Here's a real snapshot of what people were thinking right in the middle of it, how they were actually behaving, you know, not rewritten by historians or anybody else after, but rather right on the money. You know. So some videos, some other. That's sort of, you know, 
it, we always say history can, you know, an event only happens once, but it can be interpreted countless, infinite different ways. And, uh, and this is our way of giving people a chance to do that in the future. Now, coming up uh, shortly here on the show, we're going to be asking listeners, and we'd like you to call in 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Let us know uh, how COVID-19 is affecting your Canada Day celebrations, if you're even celebrating. Maybe you're one that just doesn't celebrate, so there's really no change in your approach to this day, but maybe you are, and if so, how so? What about you, Anthony? Have you on the line uh, how's this Canada Day shaping up? I know we we're, we've asked you to take a few minutes out of your time here to to take part, which we appreciate. But what about how you plan on uh, celebrating well, this day? Uh, you can't see me here, but I can assure you, I'm wearing a combination—a fashion-forward combination of red and white—in honor of the flag. Um, here's our dog being keen again, and he's celebrating again in his own way. And you know, normally. Normally, actually, I would be in Ottawa right now with our team. Uh, we usually, every year on Parliament Hill, contribute heritage minutes that are played on the giant screen when the shows are going on between acts. We have a team in Major Hill Park who distribute little sort of history trivia and other things. And, um, you know, and we make ourselves as present as possible and just, you know, and, and try to enhance awareness. Obviously, none of that is happening this year as the, as the shows are not on. Um, so... You know, so it actually amounts to time off, and we are hopping in a car shortly, as we said, and we're going to go and celebrate at a Canadian pub in uh, in downtown Toronto. In fact, that um, that offers all Canadian-based sort of specialty food that uh, has Canadian beers, uh, you know, as their specialty Canadian wines. And obviously, we'll be modest in our behavior about it. But uh, it's a place called the Rebel House, and there are many others like it in Toronto, Ottawa, and elsewhere, and they're terrific. Now, you mentioned. Uh not being in Ottawa this year, but the shows will be uh, streamed midday yep. in the evening, followed by virtual fireworks, etc. And given the situation we find ourselves in, at least that's being done. Well, yeah, and you know, it is a reflective candidate, of course, Bob. You know, I, we're all aware of, you know, the, the social issues, or, you know, the the, the sort of enhanced awareness of, you know, discrimination issues in history for black community people, for indigenous community people. The thing about the country is, and you have to, you have to sort of cover off all angles of this is that millions and millions of people are blessed and fortunate to live in this country. And, and I'm very aware of that. I certainly feel as one of them, you know, we, we do have a long history in this country. And again, our minutes have covered some of it of, overcoming past prejudices of overturning legal restrictions that were unfair in the first place of, you know, of showing the better side of ourselves. But we've also become aware that that's an ongoing effort and we have to focus more on that and fix it more. But, you know, it does not mean we should be hanging our head on Canada Day. It does not mean that this should not be the great holiday that it is the great, you know, the great day of appreciation because there is so much of that. I just think we combine that with a, you know, with a resolution of saying, Let's listen more. There are other voices out there. They're really interesting ones, too. Uh, let's hear those stories and, and get a fuller idea of what it means to be Canadian. You know, before before George Floyd, uh, there were many other uh, instances like that. However, it really seems to be a flashpoint with what happened on the U.S. Memorial Day in Minneapolis. And it just seems that it's been picked up 
and obviously not just by Americans or North Americans, but right around the world. And I maybe it's also during this time of COVID as well, or maybe it was coincidence, where it just seems like the world is taking the ball and running with it. I don't see it being dropped this time around or forgotten. Would you agree? Well, you know, I, I do. And, you know, the thing is, Bob, you know, you know what COVID has done, I mean, is, is causing a fundamental, it will in the end cause a fundamental reshaping of a lot of elements we've been used to just because things that were possible before will not be. Our economy is, you know, is being reshaped by these events beyond us. A lot of people are, are suffering terribly, you know, who, who, you know, and it's terribly unfair. People who built their lives, for example, around restaurants or other places where you provide public service and now can't do that. Um, so we have to rethink a lot of things. And that goes back to fundamental values as well, how we live together, how we get along with each other. And, you know, there are very difficult aspects to, you know, to seeing things reshape this quickly, this unexpectedly. But then you also have to say, what is the good that we can pull out of it? Um, you know, I mean, we do have to work together against this sort of great force that affects us all. So can we find, you know, can we find the strength and the ways to do it and to redefine ourselves as individuals and as a country as well? We take all these great things that are already being Canadian, but then say, yeah, there's other things we got work to do, you know. Anthony Wilson-Smith, CEO, Historica Canada. I want to wish you and yours and uh, your dog there in the background, who is obviously <laughs> quieted now. You must have uh, given him a, a nice treat. Uh, it's going to be a rich and rewarding nap after all that barking, Bob. Actually, he's, several, <laughs> he's several feet from me now, and he's got his snout tucked neatly into his paws. So, oh, that's it. You know, now that he's made his engagement and expressed his views of my views on live radio, he's good. Okay. Well, anyway, to you and your four-legged friend, your best friend there, a happy Canada Day. All the best, and uh, uh, we'll let let you go and enjoy the rest of your day and that drink or two. (laughs) That will come, Bob, and thank you so much to you and to, uh, to all your listeners as well. Of course, have a great, great Canada Day. It's certainly my plan. Thank you, Anthony Wilson-Smith, CEO, Historica Canada. Bob Comsikin for Libby's Nimer here. You are listening to Zuma Radio's Fight Back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zuma Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zuma Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zuma Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.